Sharon. It is the edge, John O'Ben and Sharon. Thousand dollars. How does that sound? Yeah, how does that That's sound right. in your back burner? That sounds good. What's your back burner? I don't know, put that in your back burner. Sounds like inserting cash into some part of your body there, Ben. <laughs> anyway, if you want if you want that to happen, we'll do that live. Ten past four tonight. Uh, this afternoon you can win one thousand dollars cash. Also, we've just we were, we were going to do something uh, next, but we're going to throw that out because we've just had some intel handed to us about Chang, uh, Chang, longtime producer of the Breakfast Show here at the radio yeah. station, well renowned, you know, world famous tight ass Chang. Like, uh, I like to be a bit frugal, but he is another level, and I respect him for it. I'm like, you, I bow down to Chang. I'd enter him. If there was an Olympics for tight asses, I'd enter Chang, and, and I think he might take it. You couldn't put that in his back burner, could you? I couldn't put $1,000 in Chang's back burner, although he would like you to. He'd somehow manoeuvre his body to make it fit, even though he knew it was physically impossible. Next, Chang has uh, posed something on online. And we're going to get him and his partner on, him and his, his lovely partner on, and hold a people's court, yes. a very special people's they court. They had a bit of an argument about something he wanted to do, so we want you guys to weigh in on it. We'll do that next on The Edge. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Opening up the people's court this afternoon, taking an issue to the people, that's you guys, to decide on a verdict. Chang, long-time producer, beloved long-time producer. I love Chang, like he's my little brother. Yeah. Little brother. And uh, he joins joins us on the phone now. How are you, Chang? Yeah. Good, John. I just wanted to clear clear it up. We we are brothers from another mother and father. Yeah. <laughs> so technically, not brothers at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Not you, brothers. You're white and I'm Asian, so yeah, big difference. Yeah, okay, we're, we're getting okay. into a weird sort of. <laughs> anyway, we've got Chang's breakfast show producer, uh, and we've we brought you to the people's court today, Chang. Uh, your partner, your lovely lady Vic, can't make yeah. it to the court today. Uh, no, she's busy uh, bringing home the bacon. Yeah. She's so. bring, <laughs> busy bringing home the bacon. Now, speaking of bacon, you're at the food yeah. court. Yeah. Which has nothing to do with yeah, bacon. I was going to say, how are you going to tie this one in, Johnny? But uh, you, <laughs> Chang's the plaintiff. Defendant Vicky, who can't be here, I will speak on her behalf. Okay. Wh- what is the story? All right. So I was at the food court the other day with my lovely wife, Vic. Uh, we sat next to a table. There was a chocolate cake there uh, next to us. Uh, some uh, A couple who was eating there decided to leave and had only a small bite of the cake. And then I was like, I said to my wife, oh, would it be okay if we took the cake? You know, ate it. So they only ate a tiny portion, you know, in such a way. See, if there's a giant piece of chocolate cake next to you at the food court, there's been a a bite or two taken out of it, Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Like, the cake looked perfectly, like, fresh and healthy. (laughs) And I didn't want to see it go to waste. uh, The the cake had been looking after itself? Yeah. Yeah, it's been exercising, been shredding for winter. (laughs) Okay, so you you wanted to eat the cake, and Vic, your partner? No. Did not allow that to happen, so okay. we left the cake there. She's worried about her creed, her food court creed. <laughs> I understand this. No there's no sweet cred with me, so I eat it, do whatever I want. So, so, the, so here's the issue today that we want to throw it out there. Is it okay to eat food if someone else leaves it? Like, they clearly don't want it. They'll pay for it. You're not, like, you're not stealing, right? Because well, technically, no. It's a pride thing, isn't it? It's a pride thing for some people. So, but then, Chang, you, 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 did, you did mention, too, that you looked over at another table. Oh, yeah, so, so uh, the, uh, while this was happening, while, you know, the cake was being discussed, there was another guy on another table. Um, he wasn't part of a group of people that was eating there. Uh, the, the group of people left, and they, they left, like, a massive plate of noodles. So this random guy comes in, sat down on this table, was cleaning the cutlery, and I was saying to my wife, 
is this guy trying to steal all the cutlery from the food court? Because, you know, obviously cutleries are lying around everywhere in the food court. But no, 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 he was cleaning it and then ate the noodles off the plane. Completely finished all the food that was on the table. He was living your dream, Chang. <laughs> I know. I he, know. Had, he didn't have any niggly partner telling him he couldn't go and do that. I know, he had a free feed. I think, you know? Chang, you and I, because we both like not spending money, we just need to go out for lunch together, not pay for anything, just wait for people to leave. Oh, this is a new life hack. Yeah, I'm not sure you see a light bulb glowing somewhere. I'm just imagining it. But... <laughs> okay, the People's Court. The People's yeah. Court. Chang v. Vicky, who can't be here. It's like our own Valentine's. We could just go from table to table, getting leftover oh. food. Oh. <laughs> Piling it onto a plate. <laughs> Look, you're, you're touching Chang in a special place there. <laughs> it's his tight ass. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, under the edge. The people's quarter is open. The food, it's there. It's been it's been tampered with, but it's been paid for, and all it's going to do is just be thrown out. It's a waste. Is it okay to move from one table to the next in a food court eating the leftovers? Uh, I say it's okay, but, but John, you say it's a pride thing. You say you can't. I don't think it's okay. I don't think it's okay. That person may have gone away, gone to wash their hands, and then come back and their meal's being eaten by. (laughs) (laughs) Also a bit of a hygiene thing, I can imagine, as well, too. There's probably a lot of things like... Ashley's with us on 0800 The Edge, the people's court. Is it okay to lap up? Is it okay to slop up leftovers from the food court? I'd say it's not okay because bacteria and hexagerms can be passed on through sharing saliva. That's a good point. Oh, so okay. what if you know they haven't gone near that part oh, of the thanks, cake? Thanks, mum. <laughs> no, that's a very good point. You don't want you don't want to catch a flu. You don't want to catch germs. That's a very good, very good point. Okay, here's another question. Ashley, they look healthy. They're not blowing their nose during dinner. I still wouldn't because you don't know where their mouth's been. Okay, if they if you if you had a conversation if you overheard a conversation with them going, geez, I've got a very healthy mouth, no gum disease, floss twice daily. I haven't been sick in years. <laughs> well, then what do you do? Um, I still I still would say no. Okay, okay, <laughs> fair enough. enough. Well, okay, yeah, no, it's no, it's. Very- and, well, okay, you also have they heard the conversation and they told you exactly where their mouth had been for the last week. <laughs> I'd still say no, okay. because and you never my, know, because if you're not that person. You see, my mouth has definitely not been on that part of the cake either. I've only been on this part. Still no? <laughs> still no? Well, I guess, I guess it'd be okay if you, like, took away the part that they had fit in. It wouldn't be as bad. Yeah, like... I'm not talking about eating the bits around where they've been. No, you, you slice their bit off. <laughs> yeah. Despite I, guess, I guess it wouldn't be as bad, but I wouldn't do <laughs> okay, it. Okay, fair enough. Despite their very hygienic mouth. Thank you, Ashley. <laughs> Caleb on 0800 The Edge. Can you eat the leftovers at food courts? Yes, eat the foods, but you run the risk. If they come back, you've got to buy them a new one. Well, that's a very good point, because as John said before, if they just whipped off to get maybe cutlery or something. Napkins? <laughs> you know, they come back and then there's bloody Ben Boyce chowing into their chow mein. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought you could finish with this. Like, how embarrassing is that moment, Caleb? <laughs> yeah, you've got to have no pride for it, but I think I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mate, appreciate it. And text on 3343, a lot of people, it's divided the nation, this. I, for the first time ever, I think we've got a hung jury. Oh, really? A hung jury. Half the people saying yes, fine. What else are they going to do with the food? Other people saying no. Yeah, mainly disease-based reasons, yeah, too, for the no, people saying enough. no. That's a fair enough. It's probably not a recommended thing to do, yeah? There we go. Okay, so I think at the end of the day, once again, as we do with the People's Court, you live your life. You do you. <laughs> yeah, that's my final decision. <laughs> there's no real you point do you. to these things, right? Yeah.
But it gets quite fiddly when there's like divorce cases that come to this court, and <laughs> yeah. we're like, you just you, you, yeah, you, you. stay together or not, up to you guys. Jono, Ben, and Sharon, the edge. Ben, you said uh, you'd like something new. Yes. You want to change something about you? I want to change. You know, I, I, you know, today in 2018, it's all about you know, like accepting yourself, loving yourself for, for everything that you are. I mean, that's been a big talking topic uh, yeah. over the last week, hasn't it? It has. It's been a big talking. It topic, has, and yeah. I think that's right. But there's one part of me that I'm like, well, maybe I can just change a little bit. Your tiny mouth? <laughs> well, it's to do with my tiny mouth. What comes out of my tiny mouth? Your tiny little tongue? <laughs> no. Your cute, cute little tongue? <laughs> it's it's my laugh. It's it's the source of much mockery in my family. Okay, so, so people mock you for your laugh? They do. Yeah, well, I can't, what, do like, they say? what are they saying about your laugh? No, Before like, we listen to it. Like, I don't know. They, they would say maybe it's a laugh that you'd expect someone with, with maybe two teeth wearing overalls sitting on a porch somewhere in the middle of America, maybe. Maybe they would laugh. If I was going to stereotype, maybe that's what they would laugh like. Before we play your laugh, mm-hmm. I like your laugh. Oh, thank you. It's, it's lovable and goofy. Yeah. It's yeah, a goofy, it's, lovable it's laugh. It's a unique laugh, yeah, right? Isn't it? I, I but no one likes the laugh. I hate my laugh. Oh, really? Yeah. No, see, but, I don't but think... I can't help but laugh the way I laugh. What we've compiled here is a montage of your laughs. No, no. Oh, jeez. No, no. Oh, jeez. It looks like, it sounds like half of you is having an asthma attack. <laughs> Yes, yeah, true. So you got me laughing. But you're, but you're finding it so funny that you can't. And like you're finding the fact that you can't breathe correctly so funny that there's laughs chucked <laughs> in between you. It's true. It's true that I'm doing it now. Uh, all right, then we'll throw it out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, under the edge, can you suggest... I, need, new- I think you need to throw a ventolin in your mouth. <laughs> if you're going to throw anything. Can you suggest a new laugh for me? Can I try trial some new laughs? Have you got... Do you think you've got New Zealand's best laugh? Yeah. We'll audition it. We'll try and make you laugh. That'll be an impossible task. You, yeah. And then you can, you can go, oh, I like that one. I could roll with that. I could try. I could try that laugh. Like you can definitely. Like there's some times that you say some stuff, and I'm like, I'm faking it. I'm faking oh, it. I know. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm faking it. You yeah. know when I'm faking it. But I mean, that's the backbone of any commercial radio show: fake laughter. I don't know. That's all commercial radio is. Mm. Eight minutes of ads an hour and fake laughter. Yeah. That's that's what a commercial radio show is. So as radio announcers, we feel obliged to laugh at mildly amusing things. Do you know, like when I'm doing other things in my life, I probably don't laugh as much. But for some reason at radio, you when just... When you're in here and talking to a microphone. Like, yeah, yeah, like you'll watch something on telly and I'll go, that's really funny. But I'll just go, that's funny. You know, you'll say that's funny, but maybe you won't laugh out loud. And yeah. inside, you're like, that's hilarious. I've got to play this to someone. Yeah. But when you're on the radio, you feel obligated to, to laugh. laugh out loud. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> so you're looking for... You want to audition new laugh? I want to audition it just to see if there's another laugh out there that's better. New Zealand's best laugh is what we're looking for. Okay, this is like the, the laugh line we're going to. Uh, first laugh, take it away. <laughs> That is not bad. Okay, I've got an idea. Why don't we keep building the laughs? If you can keep laughing, then we'll go to the next caller, okay? Oh, 800 The Edge, you take it away with your laugh. Oh, that's good. You sound like you've just hatched a nasty, nasty plan. And then you can start laughing, Ben. Can the evil laugh go again? <laughs> That's very good. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Okay, Dragon's Ben has uh, set up its uh, 
Uh, nowhere near associated with Dragon's Den, the television show. We've oh, been that's cont- a den. I'm Ben. Yeah, they've been contacted <laughs> by the BBC, and uh, apparently there's some issues around naming okay. uh, Dragon's Den. So people, uh, listeners pitch, listener pals pitch business ideas to you, Ben, and uh, you invest your fictitious money. Yes. We've never followed through with one of these business suggestions. No. We've always just gone, oh, Ben would put a fictional $800,000 into their business. Mm. No one wins out of that. So uh, we've decided that we are actually going to follow through uh, with an idea. Now, late last week, we opened up the uh, Dragon's Den in no way associated... Oh, no, we opened up the Dragon's Bend. <laughs> oh, no, yes, you can't say no way associated when you say the name of the original okay. program. Dragon's Bend in no way associated with Dragon's Den. No, i never heard of Dragon's Den never heard of it. Dragon's Den. Yeah. It's uh, property of the BBC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and this guy phoned through with a with a business idea. So I reckon people started a moving company where you just um, got public transport to move your gears for you, and you would just be the workers that just chucked it all on the on the public transport. So it's a moving <laughs> it's a moving company with no trucks, and you just use public <laughs> you just use public transport to what move shelves, desks, chairs, t- yeah. tables, and beds. Yeah, well, you know, you, you move stuff for people and then you just, um, you get it, you just take it outside to the local bus stop. When the bus comes by, chuck all the gears off, where you go, down to the main depot and then off to the next spot. Okay, so uh, it's a moving company with no moving trucks. We just use buses and public transport. So we're keen to start this idea up. Yeah, we're keen to give it a go, right? Yeah, so it's only, it's only polite, isn't it, Ben? Well, if we're entering into the moving game, we've got to let the other our competitors, our competition, know. We're not one by one. We've got to start calling them and tell them there's a new player in town. Welcome to New Zealand Van Lines. You're speaking with Barbara. Barbara, it's the new boys in town. <laughs> coming to get you, Babs. <laughs> Bring it on, I coming, <laughs> coming to move you out of the moving game. Yeah. John O'Ben and Sharon here from oh. the Edge. Calling from the Edge radio station. Hey, don't groan. How can I help you? We just want to tell you we're gonna we're moving into the we're moving literally into the moving game. Are you? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, we're gonna come in. We're gonna undercut you. Are you? We're starting a moving company. Right. And we move the items on nothing but public transport. Oh, buses, that's interesting. trains, ferries, taxis, <laughs> tuk-tuks, segways. <laughs> yeah, if it's public transport and we can buy a ticket, we'll try and move it on there. Well, boys, I think anything's worth a crack, isn't it? Okay. Oh, oh that sounds like you're laying, throwing down the gauntlet, Babs. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you just have got to send me photos. Okay, all right. I can just see you on a tuk-tuk with, you know, ten boxes. <laughs> and a, a couch. Piano, <laughs> yeah. a bird cage, yeah, the, 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 the theory behind it is we have no trucks, <laughs> no hassle. That's our, that's yeah. our theory. All right, well, good luck. Good luck, boys. Oh, thank you. It's nice to be um, competitors, you know, friends there and competitors. Go. Yep. All right. Nothing like a bit of healthy competition, Babs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to seeing you out there, boys. Okay, all right. Thank you, Barbara. There we go. Uh, the moving industry knows now, Ben. Uh-huh, it's We're in the game. So the next thing is uh, if you would like us to move you, you can text 3343 if you've got a move coming up soon. Uh, it's always a hassle moving, isn't it? It is, but it's a very risky one. Um, yeah, so make it more of a hassle and move all your stuff on public transport. <laughs> we'll do that for you. You won't have to worry about it. We'll take care of it all. So if you are planning on moving in the next week or two, 3343 is the text. Yeah. You could be our first customer. <laughs> and the, you know the winners for you. You don't have to pay us anything.
Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Jono, you were telling an amazing story to me before about someone we work with. Yeah, a lady we work with. Her brother is married to uh, a lady. Yes. And he was out on Friday. On Friday afternoon, he phoned her and said, I've got to take some clients out for dinner and a few drinks. It's work-related. I don't want to do this. Yeah. My my hand's being forced with this. I would rather be at home with you. Watching The Notebook. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going out there and I'm for work purposes, mm. drinks, entertainment, you know, out for dinner. That sort of thing, you know, but, you know, smoozing with clients because yeah, that's part of my job. So he does this and uh, leaves his phone at the office. Right. Okay. <laughs> so that's his mistake number one. Office. It's now 11.30 at night. Right. She hasn't heard from him because he's left the phone at the office. So she's been obviously trying to get in touh with she's him? She's tried to call yeah, him. Yeah, she yeah. would say, hey, are you coming home soon? Yeah, and she doesn't know what's happening. So she makes, I think, quite possibly the greatest play made by any partner in the history of the world. This is genius. Knowing that he is responsible for taking out clients for dinner, she wipes out his bank account. <laughs> takes every last dollar out of his bank account online. Moves he's, it to another account. He's got no, literally no money. <laughs> so... It's about 11, 11 o'clock at night. He's at the restaurant. They've had a lovely a lovely meal, business meal. Yeah, yeah, work-related. Talking business, yeah. drinking business, eating business. Everything was business-related. 11, 11.10, he goes to pay for the meal. There's like a dozen people there. It's, I've got this one, guys. I'm yeah. sure you would have said. This know? is on the company. This is work. Yeah. It's on me. Oh, yeah, I'll get it. We'll claim it back to the company. It'll be fine. Goes to swipe the card. <laughs> it declines. Swipes again. It declines. Swipes five times. He's like, there must be something wrong. They, he calls the bank. They're like, there's no money in your account. He then has to go and grovel to one of the clients <laughs> to go and foot the bill for the evening. A great play. Oh, amazing play. So 0800 The Edge, I want to open this up. CPR, Creative Partner Revengers. Yeah. What have you done? What have you done? Your partner's done something wrong. You're like, oh, geez, I have got a plan and a half to get you back for what you've just done to me. 3343 is the text. Oh, what was that? No. Okay. I was going to jump in, but you sounded like you had more to say. So <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, can you beat that? But I went, <laughs> and then and then you went to talk. So I stopped because I was like, well, the last thing we need is two people talking all over each other. So, you say we need. <laughs> Can you beat that? That's what I want to say. I bet you can't. Oh, under the edges of phone number 3343 on the text. Oh. Kim, CPR, Creative Partner Avengers. What have you got for us, matey? Hello, how are you? Oh, we're doing well. What did you do? Creative Partner uh, Avengers. Yeah, well, he annoyed me. He was a bit like that lady. He didn't let me know where he was and what he was up to. So I sat at home and I, in my anger, I sewed up all the sleeves on all of his jerseys, the legs on his trousers, <laughs> the top six were halfway down his socks, his um, leg holes and his undies, and I sat there for weeks afterwards every time we went to get dressed and pissed myself laughing. That, <laughs> how long did that take you, Kim? Uh, well, I got rid of the anger, but I wasted the whole night. But I drank a, a, quite a lot of wine. <laughs> I was quite drunk with a Benina sewing machine. Hell of a yeah. Friday night. Oh, no, I hand-stitched them. Hands? Jeez, oh, wow. I was, I was dedicated to the cause. Jeez, were you? It's no fury like a woman's scorn, mate. At first, I imagine, you know, your little, little loops of the sewing would have been quite tight, and at the end, you're probably oh, like, oh, no. just get it done. No. 
Oh, good on you, Kim. That's very funny. That is very funny. Uh, Ashley's with us on 0800 The Edge. CPR, creative partner Avengers. Hi. What happened, buddy? My husband last year, I was six months pregnant, and um, he went to his friend's house for a beer. And this was about four o'clock in the afternoon. And at about nine, ten o'clock at night, I was trying to ring him, and he wasn't answering me. And I had a funny feeling that it wasn't just his friend's house. So I went to his friend's house, and surprise, surprise, they'd gone into town. And there on the coffee table outside was his car keys. So I took them with me and went back home and got into bed. And when he rang me eventually at 4am, I let him believe that he had lost his car keys in town and made him walk 10 kilometres home. Oh, jeez. See, I respect these decisions. Yeah. So clear. In the heat of the moment to come up with that as well. well. That's very, yeah, very good. Yeah, it probably actually, sounded like he shouldn't have been driving anyway, so you, did a, you probably did a good thing in hindsight. Yeah, yeah, well, he's never done it again. Oh, well, you know, in his defence, he said he was going to go for one beer. He just sipped it very slowly. It took a long time. It took him, like, 12 hours to drink that one beer <laughs> in multiple <laughs> locations. Thank you. Yeah, uh, well, thank you, Ashley. All good. Oh, listen, I was cutting you off. Yeah, you, no, you had something yeah. else to say. Was it no. good? Oh, uh, well, um, after about three hours of him trying to find his way home, he rang me and he'd fallen into a bush and he couldn't get up. So he had to, yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm in a bush. I can't get up. Please help me. Very hard to locate, too, eh? <laughs> the bush is bushy and green. Please. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Okay, Phil, who uh, used to listen to us when we did a show on The Rock, is a very loyal listener. We moved over to The Edge. We haven't heard anything from him. Uh, we've been trying to flip him over to The Edge this week. Okay, Phil, so uh, we're going to try and spend the week Flipping you over to an edge listener. Oh, man, he's got to aim high, please, bro, because I gave it a go, bro, and it's Oh, there we go. I'll just pull him down there. I'll just pull him down there. and uh, listening, bro. It's hard listening. Oh, there we go. Pull him down again. So we've, pl- we've tried to offer him uh, tickets to the Warriors, his favourite team. We played his favourite song uh, from a band called Rage Against the Machine. Last night, uh, we really dug deep, didn't we? we? We went straight to his heart, Ben. Yeah, his, uh, Phil's wife, uh, Colleen, she's a big fan of Pink. Uh, she wanted to go to the concert, so we managed to find her a double pass. If Phil could listen to The Edge all day today and then answer five out of five questions of things that happened on The Edge. Welcome, Phil. Hey, what's up, boys? How's it going? Uh, so you, sound, you sound depressed. <laughs> Has it been a hard day's listening? Oh, it's been a long day, boys. <laughs> 11 hours of torture, man. I've listened to, uh, I think, a Z in the middle like three times today. I played at 6, I played at 9, and I played at 12.30. And I listened to Khaled a few times. And I've, uh, I've listened to Randall and his chest hair and... <laughs> Yeah. Let's, let's not talk about the scheduling of the music on the station and what a tight ship we're running here, Phil. Yeah, you may hear the same song 39 times in a day. What's been your favourite part? Has there been a good part? One uh, thing. There was one crack-up party. It was like, uh, I think the morning guys, they feel like, uh, uh, you shall not pass. And then, like, this one guy rang up, and then he was like, oh, when was the last time you guys played for, my, uh, played for yourself? 
And then, like, the morning crew just, like, blurred it out. Like, when was the last time they, they whacked the weeds in? You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, they really got deep. There's a, there's a highlight for Phil. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Phil, we're going to ask you five questions. If you get all five right, you get the pink tickets for your wife. If you get one wrong, 0800 The Edge is the phone number. First caller through gets the double pass. Now, Dan, our producer, said you actually got up at 6 o'clock this morning and started listening. Yeah, I've been uh, jotting down a few notes, so um, I think I, I should nail this here. I've just... He's feeling confident. Okay. All right. Take it <laughs> yeah. I'm just a bit tired, boys, so, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, long-time listener to The Edge is a guy by the name, a great guy by the name of Stephen from Dunedin. Uh, he rang this morning. What was Stephen from Dunedin's lifetime first this morning? Uh, he gave a little boy, Charlie, his autograph. Let's have a listen. What was this lifetime first for Stephen from Dunedin? I made a child's um, day come true. He said, since he listens to the edge, and he asked me nicely if I could give my first autograph out to him. <gasps> one from well, one, Phil. Well done. You even had the boy's name as well. All He's right. one from one, four to go. The pink ticket's on the line. Don't forget if Phil gets one question wrong, <laughs> goes to the next caller. This is tense. Your next question, Phil, is this. What was the name of the new lovemaking app Dom was talking about this morning on The Breakfast Show? Uh, I'll scrap my notes up. Uh, <laughs> I, I think Dom was talking about a app called Bed Beats. Bed Beats. Let's have a listen. Brand new app. It's called Bed Beats. Okay. Oh! Bed Beats. You type it in like, like one bed word. Bugs. You're on fire, <laughs> Phil. Mate, no, no, nothing can stop me, boys. I'm all the way up. <laughs> okay, he's getting confident now. He's like, I've listened to The Edge so much today that I don't, I've listened to a lifetime worth of Edge, he says. Okay. <laughs> Next question, Phil. What did Meg witness when driving to work this morning? Uh, Meg witnessed a white van parked up with his hazards on and she saw two guys run out dressed all in black and she was assuming that it was a, a burglary. I see a van with its hazards on when all of a sudden from either side of the road two men dressed in black went sprinting into either side of the van so both doors sliding doors are open they jumped into the van and sped down another street away from me. <sighs> three from three. You have two questions to go Phil. Oh, man, I got this, I got this. Okay, so well, the next question is, how much cash did the stress guest winner get with Dom, Meg and Randall today? Uh, the stress guest winner, she, it was her second time, bro, that she appeared on this game. The first time she won 50, but today she cracked the $1,000, bro. This is, this is amazing. Like, this is, this let's, is all Phil. Let's have a listen to see if Phil is right. I see a van. I'm um, Gwen Stefani, Sam Smith, Sons of Zion. Jason Derulo, Ariana Grande. Wow, well, you didn't even need half the time, and you've got a thousand dollars. Jeez, Phil, <laughs> you're one away from from dressing up as your mother-in-law and going to pink. <laughs> <laughs> one question away. This is the toughest one of all. A group by the name of Zed came up with a hit song. It's played multiple times today. What is that song called? Uh. The middle. <laughs> Take a seat. He's got the back. That's the middle. Yes, we'll give him that one. Well done, Phil. The cabinets are bare and I'm on a Well, usually at this moment, winners go, yay, woohoo. <laughs> I'm so stoked. So if you could feign some excitement, Phil. Well, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> He's had a day of listening to nothing what, but the edge. Exhausted from all the fantastic music and great entertainment <laughs> you've heard. <laughs> <laughs>
He just wants to go to bed and wake up tomorrow to hear more of it. <laughs> uh, Phil, you're a bloody legend. Well uh, done. Colleen will be very happy you got pink tickets. And uh, tomorrow, it's D-Day. We've got one more thing that we'd like to offer you tomorrow. All right, I'm going to go home, have a cold beer, and have a good sleep, and then we'll catch up tomorrow. It's, <laughs> it's our last chance tomorrow, our last chance to make you a listener. If, if not, that's it. You, we go our separate ways. But we can still talk. We can still be boys, but we just we just, we just know that you're not listening when we talk. <sighs> pulling on my heartstrings, brother. <laughs> pulling on my heartstrings. <laughs> Jono, Ben, and Sharon. The Edge.